Over the last uh, couple of years, we have been involved in ensuring that uh, we as a community are involved in supporting the work of tier funds within Haiti. And uh, just before Christmas, I stood up here and said that if anybody would like to gather with me to start to pray and plan and sort of consider how we can uh, encourage our community to be involved and engaged in that. Uh, and I had uh, three people came to me. Uh, we had uh, Jeanette, uh, Dansoir's Hennessy, and Patty uh, came to me and said, I'd like to be involved in that. And then we discovered that Patty had been to Haiti. And uh, we thought, how did that happen? That uh, Patty had been involved in serving God in Haiti for a period of time. And so we started to pray and plan and read and research what was going on within Haiti. And uh, we thought it really important as we we're going into a prayer week that we had this opportunity to get people to pray for Haiti specifically in the work of Tear Fund. And then we got the offer from uh, our friend Becky who said, actually the national director of Haiti's in the country and would uh, love to come down and be with you. Would it be possible on Sunday the 5th of March? I thought, that's lovely. <laughs> Great. So we are so delighted to have Ronald Colas with us today. Uh, some of us have been aware of Mark Antoine and some of the videos that we've seen in the past. Mark uh, has gone on uh, to do something else, but Romnal is now the national director. So you can give him a round of applause and welcome him to us, be with us this morning. Good to be with you. I'm going to pray, and then you can share your heart and what you've got for us this morning. We just welcome you in the name of Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Romnal for his desire to serve you. Thank you that you have blessed this man and you have opened up opportunities for him to equip the saints, to equip brothers and sisters, not only within Haiti, but here this morning, we open our hearts to what you have to share with us, the unexpected, the disrupted, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is good. Um, thank you very much. May God bless you. Um, I'm really happy to be here this morning. And uh, this is a privilege. This is my really first time I am attending church in UK. <laughs> I've been here before, in, in UK before, maybe three times. But the other times, um, I come on Sunday, and I go back on Saturday or Sunday. So I've never had the opportunity to attend church. So today it is really a privilege to be attending church here and to participate in this um, time of worship. And it was amazing to see how the children are giving glory to the Lord. So it is such amazing. And um, I've been blessed by the prayers in a few minutes. So thank you, God, and thank you for you welcoming me here. Um, you will forgive me for my not very well British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I am from um, the Caribbean, 
um, from Haiti. We speak Creole, Haitian Creole and French in Haiti. So Creole is my mother tongue. French is my official language. So I speak English for my work. I speak Spanish for my work, but with my Caribbean accent. So bear with my Caribbean <laughs> accent. And uh, my name is Womnal Kula. This is a French sound, Womnal. But it is okay to say Womnal, like everyone says. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was born in Haiti. I grew up there. I've never been in other countries for long. Um, if I go to the USA or to any other country, it is for a very short period of time for my work, for visit, for my study. But I do everything in Haiti. Um, uh, I am a Christian. I grew up in the Baptist church in Haiti. And uh, I become Christian when I was 15 years old. I get baptized. And now I'm not going to tell you my, my age. You don't know? <laughs> I am 46 now. And from there, I've been journeying with um, Jesus, and I've seen a lot of blessing in my life. And uh, I am one of the pastors working in the church ministry in Haiti um, within the First Baptist Church. Um, my ministry is mostly in family and youth ministry. So I was the one, the one who has created the um, um, marriage group club. So we meet once a month, and we pray together. We pray for one and each other. We share challenges. We discuss about uh, um, different challenges families are facing in Haiti. And also we um, share about success stories as well. And uh, I am really involved in um, youth ministry. I used to be the president of the youth association in my church. And now as I am getting older. <laughs> so I'm like um, helping um, or supervising what the youngest people are doing in the church. But I'm still young and I'm still participating in uh, many activities in the church. And regarding family, I am married. I am 15 years old married. And uh, I marry Sheila Kola. And uh, we have the gift of two beautiful daughters, Emanuela, 14 years old, and uh, Romy Abigail, 10 years old. And, uh, and I'm happy to be um, living with them in Haiti over the last one and a half year. And unfortunately, for some circumstances, my wife is living in the USA since one and a half year. But we pray and hope that um, very shortly, the family can be reunited um, again. In, um, according to my work, I, I work for Tier Fund. Um, I am two months old as country director of Tier Fund in Haiti. So previous to that position, I worked as um, CCT lead for Latin America and the Caribbean region. CCT stands for Church and Community Transformation. So that's a program that mobilizes um, local churches and communities to see um, transformation in people's life. Um, so that when the church is mobilized, the church can uh, participate in the journey of um, transformation that God wants to do in the world and specifically in, in Haiti. So I'm here and I'm really happy 
to be part of that journey with God, um, to be participating in that really long journey of um, transformation. And I think, I strongly believe that the church is so powerful, the church has um, God's power to um, be this agent of change, this agent of transformation um, in the world. So I'm here this morning for, um, let's see, in two purposes. So the first one, I would like to share a little bit about God's word. Um, I hope and I pray that God can use me this morning to share some um, word about uh, unity. And within that uh, presentation, I will reach a second objective, which is to share a little bit about my work in Haiti, the Tiffon work, or the context um, of Tiffon's work in, in Haiti. Um, so it will like a sermon, but less, more a presentation than a sermon. So I hope that, and I pray that God can use that verse I'm going to share um, for the blessing of everyone. Amen. So the passage I would like to um, use as a base of my speech, of my presentation, of my message, um, is in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, a just only one verse, the verse 12. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, where I can read... Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Let me read it again. Though one may be overpowered, two can, be, can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly um, broken. Um, this morning we are going to talk about uh, unity. So how the church can make a difference, how the church can show unity among the members themselves, and that unity can um, go beyond the church and reach people outside the church and show the power of God. And it says, when, we are, when you are one, you are very weak. You cannot make any impact. You cannot make too much difference. You are vulnerable when you are one. When you are two, you can do something. You can resist something. But when we are three, we are very strong. And you are not quickly, not easy broken. So unity is um, the state of being one, uh, oneness. So unity may consist of a simple substance or existing being as the soul, but usually it consists in a close junction of particles or parts constituting a body detached from other bodies. So unity is a thing undivided itself, but separate from every other thing. 
So that's I read in a um, key JV dictionary. Unity also, um, if we are applying to, to God, you would say um, unity of spirit is the oneness which subsists between Christ and his sin, by which the same spirit dwells in both, and both have the same disposition to aims, and it is the oneness of Christians among themselves. So united under the same head, having the same spirit, dwelling in them and possessing the same grace, faith, love, and hope. So this morning, when we are talking about unity, this is not something new in the Bible. If we go back to Genesis, you will see that God um, uses the word of unity somehow because he tried to put um, uh, uh, two people together and he said it was very, very good. So it is very common, not only in the Old Testament, but in Old Scripture, you will find that word of unity. And I would say one of the earliest mentions of individual being united is the fact that um, the marriage between the man and the, and the woman, when we go back to Genesis um, 2, um, verse um, 20, 24. And that verse states that that is why a man leaves his father and mother and he is united to his wife. And they become one flesh. From there, the Bible presents several other manifestation, manifestations of unity that reveal the heart of God. So the purpose of God is for the human being to be united. United in him as God, but united among themselves as um, God's image. The New Testament as well talks a lot about um, um, unity. And if you have the chance to read um, Paul's um, scripture, so you will see it is really filled with images, with references to unity among Christians, between um, human beings and God. And the, these passages encourage those in the church to love each other, have a like mind, and share purpose and belief as they experience persecution and bore the weight of external pressure. So talking about unity is God's word. It is the God, God's purpose for everyone in this hurt to be united in him. And if we continue that journey in the Bible, you will find a lot of references where God is inviting us to act in unity. And one of the other best experience, uh, another best reference in the New Testament is what we found in Acts, Acts chapter 2, verses um, 42, 43, 45. And so it is about um, people devoted themselves um, to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the 
breaking of bread and to pray together. So this was time when all believers were together and had everything in common. Verse 44. So later, the church in Antioch provide a gift of benevolence to those suffering a severe famine in the church of Judah. Act chapter 11, verse 27 to 30. So God wants us to be united and to share about his love and to share about what he has put it in us as Christians. And we read in Psalm 133 how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. So it is God's purpose for human beings to be united, to live together, and to um, seek God's blessing together, and to be in one mind before God. Because when we are in one mind before God, we can touch God in heart, and God will normally do something. Um, when we are talking about unity, we need to think um, vertically and horizontally. So vertically, it is that relationship with God. Um, because our God wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to be able to talk to us frequently to develop very close relationship with us. And Jesus reminded us that when he prayed for his church in John chapter um, 17, particularly verse 20, when he said, um, my prayer is that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus now is explaining the initial relationship that exists between him and the Father. So this is the vertical unity because Jesus is united with, with the Father. And he said the same way he is united with the Father, he expects, he pray, he, he, he prays that um, us as human beings, as followers, as Jesus followers, we could be um, united. And it is interesting to, to see Jesus said, um, um, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So being united is a proof that God exists. Being united is a proof that God is God. Being united as human beings is a proof that God is um, uh, the superpower, so he is um, the one who has done every in everything. And secondly is the horizontal part of that unity. God doesn't want us to be seeking connection only with him as a God you cannot see physically. You can pray in your heart. You can feel God in your heart, but you cannot see. You cannot see him. The one you can see is your neighbor, is your brother and sister who are here, and other people who are suffering in your surrounding. So if you cannot find a way to be connected with them, how can you be connected with God? You cannot see. So 
when you are talking about you, unity, it is not only um, um, uh, uh, um question about what is my relationship with God. Many people, they think, ah, if I can go to church, if I can pray, if I can read my Bible and develop kind of relationship with God, that's enough. I'm, 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 I'm sorry to tell you this is not enough. So just go to the church, just pray and read your Bible and be a very good Christian with your close relationship with God. This is not enough. Because others will see your love, others will see your contact with God when you are able to be connected with one and each other. So this is what God is inviting us to do. And if we read um, Paul's exhortation on Philippians 2, verse 2, it says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. So this is kind of invitation for us as Christians to develop this connection, this close relationship between us as um, people who have been created in God's image. Philippians 2, verse 2. It says, then make my just complete. So Paul is expressing how God would be happy. And the best way God will be happy is when he can see love among the brothers and sisters. So the way, the best way to show that love is when we can live really in unity. So being alone is not an ideal state. Living by yourself, isolated, is not an ideal state. Unity always works with love, with communality, with connection, with coherence, with co-regulation, collaboration, and community as illustrated in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12. I've got uh, an image from Google. Um, I'm sorry we, we cannot see it, but this is in my, in my, in my phone. So this is the chord with three strengths. So with just one, it doesn't make too much sense. It is not strong enough. The second one comes to help, but it is not enough. It becomes very strong when they are all together and they can make a real difference. Now, like I said, being alone is not the ideal state. We are made to be individuals who lend ourselves to the community in service to in relationship with others. And like I said in Psalm 123, verse 1, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Now, how can we translate that? How can we express that in our everyday life, in our ministry, in our work? In my introduction, I've said that I work for Tearphone now as the new country director. And I know you might be curious to understand what is the context um, in Haiti. 
and how the church can show that unity we are talking about. Because the Bible is very practical. We, might, we may spend the whole day um, talking about unity, talking about uh, God's being connected with us as Christians. As far as we don't come with some tangible uh, examples, some tangible things, some practical actions, we are still talking. So <laughs> God wants to see us in action. So how can we show unity among us as Christians, as um, God's servants? So let me um, brief you very quickly about um, our context here um, in Haiti. If you have a chance to um, listen to the news, to read, uh, or to watch a movie, uh, um, to watch TV about um, Haiti news, there are some uh, words, there are some um, recurrent words that would come. One of them will be insecurity. The other one would be political instability. Uh, another one would be widespread food insecurity. Maybe a fourth one would be um, most worrying humanitarian situation. Another one would be decline of health system. Another one would be economic um, collapse. Another one would be a high risk of natural and man-made disaster. And the list could be this one. Unfortunately, nowadays, this is kind of the reality. Because we, uh, really, the insecurity level is quite high in the country. Recent numbers said only uh, during the last year, um, 2022, the reported cases of kidnapping have been 1,119, only within one year. When I'm talking about kidnapping, I'm not telling you um, someone who knows someone who is very rich or who wants to just create a panic and take a child or take someone for a day and make you give some money. No. I'm talking about criminal kidnapping, where everyone is at risk of being kidnapped one day. So when you um, get up in the morning and you are preparing yourself to go to your office or to take children to school, you know it is possible that that day you may not be able to come back home because you have been stalked somewhere and someone called and asked your family member to pay a random for your freedom. And if you don't pay, if your family member doesn't pay that wisdom, you will be killed. This is the reality of every day since sometimes in the country. And you may talk to everyone in Haiti, he would say, yes, I know it is possible. So every morning when I go to my office, when I take my children to school, 
I chose God. But I still think. <laughs> I am aware of that. It is possible that in the afternoon I may not come back because of that. So this is what I'm talking about. This is something very real. Um, in addition to that, there is this kind of impunity in terms of there is no action taken by the government really to stop that. So you don't see kind of uh, willingness to attack that issue and to stop. Um, we also have, um, with insecurity, kind of uh, different kind of incidents in terms of uh, GBV. So when people are get kidnapped, especially among the women, they might be, it is obvious, they might be um, victim of different kind of abuse like wrapped or any kind of other abuse. So the numbers again from US, from UNSIS says um, 16,470 people, or 16,470 incidents have been recorded in terms of GBV during last year. And I'm telling you that report is um, on its way this February 2023. It says also 4.8 million Haitians facing food insecurity right now in 2023. In 2023, more than 5.2 million Haitians need humanitarian aids compared to the last year, 2022, that was, was 4.9 million. So you can see the difference between just one here. Um, also, recently, um, we have again the we have again to experience um, cholera in our country. So in October 2022, more than 22,000 suspected cases um, were reached in February recently. So I'm just giving you these um, numbers, not to make you scared, but to let you have a sense of when I am talking about the context, what it is about. And on the top of all, we are a country that is very vulnerable to natural disasters. So every week, every year, we are expecting to have at least one hurricane from June to November. And every four years, we are expecting to have a very heavy hurricane coming on. So we normally have them every year, but every four years, we expect to have one heavy hurricane. And given the very weak um, infrastructure that we have, so when we have heavy hurricane, we have a lot of victims among the most vulnerable, et cetera, et cetera. We are also very vulnerable to um, earthquake. We had one major one in 2010. We recently had another one in 2021 in the southern part of the country. And every time that happened, people have been killed. Um, people have experienced um, different kind of um, difficulties. 
like not able to continue to go to school, not able to continue to do their business, etc., etc. So, in the midst of that complex situation, how the church can show unity, what the church can do, I would I could um, tell you a lot of stories about how we have been mobilizing the church over the last past years, let's say um, five to 10 years um, in Haiti within Tier Fund. Um, the, the way we see the church can work together. But let me go very quickly, very, very, very quickly. Just one story. We went to a community where people were struggling with uh, water and also different kind of disease came to that community. This is a community called Bertin in the southern part of the capital city. And uh, people were struggling with um, um, to find out the, 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 the good water, um, um, potable water to, to drink. And uh, in that same community was uh, a waiver. Actually, it's called cold waiver, but it is not cold. It is very hot. <laughs> so, but that waiver is used to be very full of trash, rubbish, and everything. So people cannot use that water to their normal services, and they cannot even drink it. And the church um, were, was thinking about what can we do? I was among the ones who have started a program called um, CCMP, Church and Community um, Process. Church and Community um, Process. Mobiliz mobilization Process. And within that program, we have different stages, different steps. So the first step is to have Bible studies, mobilize the church, mobilize the pastors. This is kind of envisioning the church. So when we do that, in the second stage, which is mobilizing the community, so we invite community leaders, um, community members to join us in the reflection. They even participate in the Bible studies. And when they come, they realize that one of our major problems here is the water. So how can we address that as a church? And the church worked with the community members. They created a committee. And with that committee, some people provide, provide it with the piece of land where they will dig. Someone said, I have expertise in digging well, so I will provide my expertise for that. Others provide with money and everything they need. And they said, we want to dig our well, and we want to put our water system here. And we are going to do it with our resources. So they have been trained, and they do it. We came only to provide some technical assistance, um, technical expertise, expertise. We provided with some money to buy the engine um, to pump the water from, um, from, the, from the well. And let me tell you, it is more than five years. And I came back recently to that community. I went back recently to that community. And I found that well is still functioning. And you guess what? Who is leading um, this committee? Someone from the community who is not Christian. He heard about the church message. He said, I am part of the community, so I can be part of this journey of transformation. So today he is very, he's a friend of the church. 
I pray that he will become Christian one day. But, <laughs> but it is good that someone from the community sees what the church has been doing and he said, I want to be part of that. So the church is united with that community to bring with transformation. So when we are talking about being united and we, be, we will be stronger when we are together, this is what it is talking about. So it is about being together to make the change happen. So this is just one example among um, others I could share with you. Maybe later I can share other, other, other stories. So we have a, a, a nice project of um, um, addressing um, the problem of trash in the street. This is a country where people throw trash everywhere, the plastic trash in every kind of trash. So we have a, a very amazing project in Carrefour where we um, are training the church leaders, the church members, to take care of the environment and how they can um, use this trash to transform them to do compost and also to create a business for young people. And now there is a business called Aris de Rosier. Um, we are trying to um, strengthen that business so that when, our, when this, that project ends, they can continue to do the business, they can continue to provide job in that community, and they can also protect the environment. So um, let me conclude by saying um, the work is quite huge. Currently, we are really focusing on economic empowerment with the self-help groups. Um, we also want to provide um, um, job, doing jobs to the, to the youth. And we have started with the youth network, so this is what we are trying to continue to do. We want to address um, climate change by common, co coming with a climate adaptation and resilience project. So to do that, we have several projects of um, trees planted, farmers with increased production, so the church um, trained on churches and disasters, migration action, etc., etc. We also want to mainstream protection because gender protection is a very important um, point and also peace building. I talked um, um, earlier about the situation with the um, insecurity, the guns, violence. So the church needs to address that. And we are developing different proposals to address the, um, the, the, the um, violence issue. So we think and we are praying that God can use us to continue to do so. And I would like to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that Tiffan has been mobilizing the church and local communities in Haiti for over 15 years. Now to bring the message of unity and holistic transformation. This is not something we can do alone. So we need to continue to partner with local churches in Haiti and outside of Haiti. And this year, working in unity means to us looking for strengths to strengthen the core. So we need more strengths to strengthen the code. Because a code with one strength is very weak. With two strengths, it is quite weak. But with three and more strength, it is very strong. 
So pray for us that we find more strength to strengthen the court. May God bless you. Could I ask us to stand, please? Ask us to stand. Thank you. And I think it would be important for us, not only as a church that we are involved in financially supporting Haiti, but also just to catch this sense of praying for what our brothers and sisters are facing and experiencing just now. So could I ask us just to raise our voices in intercession and then I'll pray for Romnal, if I pronounce it correctly. And uh, so let's just raise our voices. And, you know, Romnal's brought us a sense of what it's like in Haiti just now. So let's pray, shall we? Let's lift our voices together. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come upon us in justice. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, rest on him, we pray. Oh, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Holy Jesus, Holy Spirit, stand by again. Jesus, we pray. I thought in this prayer. Jesus, and I pray. Yes, Lord, we want to pray that your Holy Spirit would raise up the brothers and sisters in Haiti to continue to be a people of unity, that uh, you would draw them into this vision, this beautiful experience of being united with you and with one another. And we ask, Lord, that in the mix of the pressure and the difficulties and the injustice and the unrighteousness and the battle not only naturally but supernaturally, we ask, Lord, that you would raise up more people that would be able to bring about leadership and change within that nation. We ask, Lord, that there be a release of the young leaders being brought up within that nation that would bring about change, that they would be people of peace. And so we ask, Lord, for young men and young women in Haiti to be raised up to be people of peace. This guy who's involved in this well project, there would be more others and even more coming up from within Haiti that would bring about peace in that nation. We ask, Lord, that for Romnal, that he would know grace and strength when he feels weak and he feels there is no way forward, that you would grant hope to him, that you would grant hope that he can share with that with others, that he can share the vision of hope that would come, that would change those mucky, disgusting rivers uh, into places where there can be that flow of righteousness and truth and mercy and grace through the nation. And Lord, we are humbling ourselves before our brother as well. And we recognize, Lord, that we have got a view of unity that is limited to our community. And we ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes to unity across the whole of Chichester. That we would have our eyes and ears open for people of peace that we can work together with to bring transformation, to bring change, to bring in the kingdom of God. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for our brother. And we ask that your blessing would rest on him and his family, that they would know the goodness of God, the provision of God, not only materially, not only in protection, but that they would have this great sense that you 
Emmanuel, that you are with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.